You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, and we are proud to welcome back returning sponsor, Onares. Providing a powerful and flexible system for managing vacation rental properties, Onares provides booking and maintenance management, payment scheduling and collection, as well as insightful reporting. Onares will provide you with a long-term booking foundation that is scalable for your vacation rental business while fully managing your channel listings, but still focusing on your brand, your website, and your way of doing things. If you sign up now using the promotional code VRF30, that's VRF30, you can get 30% off your first three months. Make sure you listen in to the mid-episode break where you'll hear some great testimonials about Onares and more about this incredible company. For more information about Onares, click in the link in the description of this episode on your smart device. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. The topic of direct booking comes up again and again in podcasts, in blog posts, and on forums. There's even conferences dedicated to gaining independence from the OTAs. But is it really worth the effort? After all, the major listing sites have it all covered, don't they? And why would you need to go to the lengths of creating a website and doing all that marketing? In today's episode, we're going to explore this a little more deeply and tackle some of these questions. I'm joined by Jen Boyles, marketing expert and founder of the Direct Booking Summit. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. My name's Heather Bayer, and I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. You know, when I started out in this business, there was only one way to get guests to come to your place, and that was via direct booking. We didn't have anything else. We advertised on listing sites that directed people back to a rudimentary website at best, or simply gave them a number to call. I remember the old Tyler's rental catalogue that used to come out in Ontario every January and it was free and people would flock into the grocery stores to pick up their copy of Tyler's and all it it was just a classified directory of cottages and that's where people found their dream vacation from tiny little grainy photos and a couple of lines of abbreviated explanations of what the property was like, an abbreviated description. Believe me, it was way less complicated then than it is now. Having said that, there were only a fraction of the listings we see today. And I have to say, ditching the spreadsheets and the fax machines for automations has been a blessing. And I doubt very much if there's any property managers or even hosts out there who are using that method of organising and managing their reservations anymore. And if you are, let me know. I've got some solutions for you. But what it brought with us, all this automation and all this new software, it brought us a reliance on third-party booking sites. And in the process, we've lost so much control over our businesses. We're now at the whim of the OTAs as to whether a listing is prominent or it disappears to the bottom of the barrel. 
They can delist us or suspend listings, often without any explanation. Refund guests for an entire stay for some perceived affront. You know, there's a hair in the shower and I want all my money back and they get it. And they go to great lengths to ensure that owners and managers don't get too close to the guests in terms of having an email or a telephone number. But of course, there are ways to convert guests to a new way of booking direct with the owner. But is it all worthwhile? How will guests find a website amongst all the OTA advertising? And when you do get guests to spit out the Airbnb Kool-Aid and begin to trust a new system, how do you retain them? And that new system is in fact the old system coming back into force. And I'm joined today by the founder of the Direct Booking Success Summit and marketing expert, Jen Boyles. And we're going to talk about these questions, dispel some myths and offer some really actionable ways of making direct booking work. So I am delighted to have with me today, Jen Boyles from directbookingsuccess.com. And she's the founder of the Direct Booking Success Summit. (laughs) And we'll be talking about that a bit later. But I'd just like to say a huge welcome to Jen, fellow Canadian. We have so much in common, Jen, you know, the the British and the the Canadian. But uh, (laughs) welcome, welcome back. Oh, thanks so much. It's just wonderful to be here. Well, you've, you've just now moved back to Canada after how many years in England? Well, I was away 21 years, not all in England. I started in England and I ended in England. So probably about 15 of them in England. Right, right. Yeah, and six in Europe. So, so. so, so what, what do you, what's the difference coming back to Canada, coming back to the homeland? What is it? Uh, how does it feel? Well, I'm not special anymore. You know, my <laughs> accent doesn't mean anything. I went somewhere, I was getting a SIM card for my phone, and I said, normally I say, oh, you'll remember me because I'm the Canadian. <laughs> well, I can't say that now. He's just like, you're just one of us. I'm like, yep, no longer special. <laughs> I know, that's, I, I love it here. You know, wherever I go, it's like, hey, I love your accent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going back to England anytime soon, except for the very briefest of visits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've still got too much of Canada to explore, actually. Yes. Well, just finding out you haven't been out this way. Yeah. Out yeah. to Vancouver. Yeah. 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 That, that, that is on the bucket list. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are here today to talk about direct booking. And it, sometimes I think that this is a really, you know, overdone topic. Uh, particularly around the February, March time when you get the direct booking day and Mm -hmm. everybody really climbs into it. But we now have, you know, we've got summits and conferences that are totally dedicated to direct booking. There's podcasts, there are blogs, there are Facebook groups and forums all dedicated to direct Mm -hmm. booking. However, it doesn't stop some of the questions which I'm seeing on some of the Facebook groups and other forums where people are really questioning whether it's all worthwhile. And do you know, there's been times when, when I've done that, you know, I've been into direct booking for over 25 years because that's how we started. We started with direct booking with our business and I'm still sort of second guessing that now thinking, 
you know, is so much work involved. So I thought this would be a great time, considering that your next Direct Booking Success Summit is coming up in a few months, that we talk about this and figure out some of these questions and maybe help some people with some actions that they they can actually do to make it feel as though it's not such a hassle. How does that sound? That sounds great because I'm seeing the same thing I'm and I'm seeing a lot of miseducation or uh, probably not the right word, but I'm seeing people out there with the wrong information about direct booking and how hard it is or how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. I get that question is that it's more expensive for me. And I'm like, what are you paying for? Because a lot of people go right into the ads space. Yes. And that's not necessarily starting point. Yeah. So we're, we're going to touch on a few things, but I, I'd like to kick mm-hmm. off with, with the fact that, you know, if you're going to do direct booking, you have to have a website, right? Yes. You have to have a way for people to book with you. Mm-hmm. If they can't book, what's the point? If you're just sending them to a, a Verbo or an Airbnb listing, you're wasting your time, you know, really, because you're paying for that. You're paying for them to do the marketing for you. So if you want to get into direct bookings, you need to have a website. It doesn't have to be a fancy one to start off with. It can be something from your PMS, your property management system. It could be a one-pager. It's that's fine, but get away so that people can book with you online quick and easy. That is the key. I think you've just said it. It does not have to be expensive. Um, you can create a website on Wix. I don't, is Squarespace still a thing? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so there are platforms that you can, you know, you can create mm-hmm. something on GoDaddy on Wix or on Squarespace and and get yourself out there, get people coming to you. And then at some point in the future, you can, when you've got yeah. enough funds, then you can perhaps go to somebody to create something really nice for you. But, you know, even so, if you're that way inclined, you want to start with something good, then maybe go and, and get somebody to, to do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's experts out there, you know, and go to somebody who knows the industry, knows hospitality, knows our sector about it. Not somebody who is your best friend's cousin's husband's <laughs> dog who created a website for a shoe guy, whatever. Get somebody who knows what they're doing and is, has done other websites that people can book direct on. So, so if I was out there at the moment thinking, okay, you know, I really am going to do this. I'm going to, um, to take that leap and create a website. What key elements should be included on a website that's going to encourage direct bookings? Okay. The, the biggest thing right now, and I'm sure you'll agree to this, is trust. <laughs> trust is huge. When, you go, when guests go on to Airbnb, they trust Airbnb. They trust the platform. Okay, they don't realize all the the issues behind the scenes, but they trust the name. Okay, because they've done so much marketing and they've done so well with getting guests to trust them. So when you have guests come across your website, you've got to build that trust so that they feel like you are reputable. You are who you say you are and that they can give you their money and they're going to have a great time. So there's a few ways to do this, but the main one is showing your face showing who you are, especially, you know, if you've got, even if you've got 150 properties, if you're a big property manager, still talk about your story, the company, the employees, 
the people that are on the ground looking after the property. If you're somebody who has one or two properties, same thing. Talk about your story, who you are, and get that get that trust across of who you are. I've had a number of people yeah. in the past come you know, when I've said you've got to have a good about us page, mm-hmm. and not not a th- the about us page which is all third party that doesn't mention any names or any people. Yeah. It's just we are you know we're the best business on the planet offering you this great accommodation. Well, that's not an about us page. About means about you. Yeah. And well, that's it. I did a. I've got a podcast episode coming out the next couple of weeks, and I was talking about trust. And I said something about, I don't want to see a website that has we all over it. And then I realized that has a different connotation in different parts of the world. <laughs> but it's you know, we do this, we do that, we we we. And I want an I. I want I am I am Jen, and I am your. I am the person who owns this property. I am the person that manages this property, and I will be taking care of you. I want a picture of them. I want to know who they are. Yeah, and at risk of repeating myself over and over again, and if you're out there listening, Shereen McClellan, you know I'm going to mention you because you have the best About Us page ever. So um, I will put a link to Shireen's website, which is it's Western Star Bungalow. I, and, oh, I can't remember the name. Of, I think it's My Star my star vacations or my star rentals, but I'll, I'll put it the link in the show notes. Um, and Shireen has just the best about us page. It's got a really good photo of her and her husband, and it's got her grandchildren in there. And anybody reading that about us page is going to trust this mm. lady and trust that she actually has a property that exists. And I know that scammers are very, very sophisticated these days, but there's something about the text which she has written. It hasn't been written by AI because you can Mm -hmm. tell that in an instant. It is just a great example of how to do an About Us page. And quite honestly, if you don't like talking about yourself, you've just got to put that on one side. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get over it. And we're not saying talk about your deepest, darkest secrets, you know, anything like that. We just want to know who you are. Why do you have this property? Why are you having people come and stay? What do you love about it? What do you love about your area? But you just want to show your face. And the other, the flip side of this is that, yes, you're building that trust, but also the guests that come to you have a connection with you. And they are going to treat your your property with more respect mm-hmm. than anyone just doing a quick booking on an OTA. I couldn't have said that better. Yes, they will treat your place better if they have that connection. And this is what the OTAs cannot do. They're not creating the connection between the host and the guest. And that's just a massive advantage of direct booking. I, my, yeah. my sister has just been uh, just been around to visit me and she has uh, a local property. Now, she actually rents it through my old property management company, but she does it on a sort of a light basis and she deals directly, they, they do the booking, she deals directly with all the guests. And, and she does all the great stuff of connecting with them from the booking right the way through to the end, calls them on the day they arrive, and she dropped down there today to take down a broom because the broom handle had broken. So they'd, oh, no. <laughs> they'd asked for another one and she dropped it down. Um, and this is some guests that have been, the, this is their third visit, uh, third year that they've come. And she was met in the driveway by one of the guests who immediately enveloped, enveloped her in a big bear hug. 
I, yeah. this is so wonderful to see you. It's so lovely that you let us use your property. And this is it. You know, you don't all want to be hugged mm-hmm. by a strange person. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that it was. And, but she said she just felt that she she felt so good that, mm. that and had that connection. Yes. You know, because yeah. they'd already been talking. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, trust. Mm. Okay. Trust. What, what, what else, what other elements should be included on a website? Another thing is that you want to answer all the questions that you can think that a guest is going to come up with. Okay. You can have it as a frequently asked questions section, facts kind of thing, or just spaced out in your copy images, that kind of thing. But Think about the questions that are answered and or that are asked to you on a regular basis and answer them because that will also cut down on the amount of questions you get. But it just gives people more information by answering those questions. It makes it makes them be ready to book faster. Yeah, I love that. That's something we came we came to quite late in our tenure at Cottage Link Rental Management was having that frequently asked questions page. But it was so great that when somebody had a question, we could go back with a really nice reply. And then, and even we would copy and paste out to answer a question, copy and paste out of the FAQs, and then put the link so they could go back if they've got any more Mm. questions. So Mm. on my newsletter this month, we've been talking about a book that I love called They Ask, You Answer. And, and it's about using every single question that you've ever had about your business to create blog posts, to create social media posts, and to put on a frequently asked questions page on yeah. a website. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing is to make it really easy and quick for people to book. Don't ask them 10 million questions before you get their credit card details. They want their dog's name and their kids' ages and who wants to sleep where. Who cares at this moment? Get the booking in. There are so many things that can go wrong. People get distracted while they're trying to book and then maybe they never come back or doubts creep into their mind and they think, oh, maybe I should be looking more. Get their name, their email, their credit card, get them booked in and then ask them all these other questions that you'd like to know that will help make their stay better. For, for about 12 years in our property management business, we had this long booking form that did ask all those questions, you know, what sort yeah. of cars do you have? And I think, at, I think at one point we were asking for car registration numbers. And it wasn't until we talked to some digital marketing experts. In fact, Jason Beaton, who is our technical director at Vacation Rental Formula Business School. And we talked to Jason and said, what, you know, what are we doing wrong? Why are we having this bounce rate out of our booking form? And he said, it's because you have a booking form. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he said, you can have a booking form, but what, but get their credit card first. Yeah. Exactly as you said, yeah. get their name, their email, their credit card number, get them to press that buy now button. And then after that, you can send out a confirmation with this nice little note saying, can you send us all this information? Yeah, that's exactly Uh, it. It made a massive difference in our business the moment we started doing that. But you're absolutely right. Make the booking process easy because it's easy on the OTAs. Yes. Yes, that's exactly it. Have a look at what they're doing. 
Why is it working so well for Verbo um, Airbnb? Have a look at how they're laying out their page. Have a look at the, the booking process that they have and then figure out how you can replicate it or even make it better on your side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, once you've got a website, how do you get people to actually go to it? Because, you know, it's not as though it's going to appear at number one on Google the moment you, uh, no. you, pu- you put your website online. No. And, you know, you remember that movie with Kevin Costner, you build it, they will come. Built that baseball diamond and all the, the old dead. <laughs> Sounds really morbid, but there were ghosts, weren't they, that came out? I mean, <laughs> but it doesn't work in, in marketing or probably a lot of things other than that movie. So you've got to tell people about it. People have to know about the website. And that's what ba- the basis of all marketing is, is you telling people about your website and getting them on it. A couple of ways of doing that is one of my favorite one is using a call to action or a CTA if, if you want the lingo. But a call to action is just telling people what you want them to do is the next step. So in all of your marketing, your email, your social post, whatever, you can even do it in face-to-face as you give somebody your business card and you say, go to the website. Just go to the website. It can be as simple as that. If you're talking about a blog post, you can say, go and read this blog post. But a call to action can be as simple as go to the website. Just tell whoever is looking at your content, whether it's a video or they're reading it, just tell them what the next step is, which is a call to action. Yeah, that's a great. People want to know what they have to do mm. next. And and yes, you 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 tell them that. I was looking, um, it must have been a social media post. I can't even remember what it was about, but there was a call to action and it was a download. You know, like mm. you have a download on your website. Somebody comes across mm-hmm. your website and you've got a free download of, you know, strategies to bring people to a website or strategies yeah. to make direct booking work for you. And to me, maybe I'm, I don't think I'm a one-off. I always download these things. I want to see, you know, if it's free, I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. And, and okay, so I get on somebody's mailing list because I'm savvy enough and you don't need to be that savvy to know that that's the purpose to get that name on a mailing, yeah, on an course, email yeah. list. But you can unsubscribe at any mm-hmm. time. Definitely. So I'd, I'd come across a, a, a post by somebody, and I think it may maybe an Instagram post, somebody talking about, and it was in a dog's account because <laughs> I, yeah. I tend to, I'm, I'm on a lot of German <laughs> Shepherd Instagram accounts, and and somebody had posted a call to action to download something, you know, the the, the top ten things that will keep your dog happy or whatever, and so I did that. I downloaded that. And then, of course, I find myself on the list of this person who has a website about German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way it works. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not rocket science, but you can do that. You know, if you're out there on, on social media, we'll talk about social media in a second. But if you're out there, whatever platform you're on, then create something for somebody to download. And that's your call to mm-hmm. action. Am I right? Is that is that? what you term yeah, call to action. Yeah, that's a great, you kind of, a, a call to action can be in anything. 
It doesn't have to be just a download. It can be. It can be just go to our website and book. Book now. Here's mm-hmm. our website. You're just sort of telling them. You're calling them into action. That's what it means. You want. You're giving them the next step. But using something like a digital download, a lead magnet, is a great way of growing your email list and getting more people interested in staying. But your call to action can go across the board with previous guests, new guests, on all your social media, all your marketing, really. You talk in in that digital material that I downloaded about email mm-hmm. marketing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is still a popular method for engaging with previous guests, and and of course, the the beauty of um, is if there is a beauty to OTAs. It is that they do bring you guests and there is no harm in starting off with your Airbnb and VRBO uh, accounts, which will bring you the guests, which you can then market to after for for direct bookings. And you market that through email, use email marketing. Mm -hmm. Give us some examples of an email marketing campaign for hosts and managers to help them increase the direct bookings. Well, when you're looking at previous guests, so you, when I look at email marketing, I sort of have two pots or two lists, if you will, one for previous guests and one for potential guests. So when we were talking about lead magnets and growing your list, those are people who haven't stayed yet. So they need different types of emails to get them interested in coming to stay. With previous guests, it's great because they've stayed. They've had a wonderful time. And it won't take them as long to book another another stay if you if you sort of handle that correctly. Whereas the people who haven't stayed, they might sit around for a bit longer on your list and wait for that perfect time. But for previous guests, if you've already created that connection with them, that's gonna it's gonna really help. If you haven't, use your email list to create that connection. Okay talk about their previous stay. You probably have some information on their previous stay. Perhaps they were there for a birthday or an anniversary or something like that. Get that into the the conversation and connect with them. Remind them at how amazing their stay was and what the great time they had. And one little tip is to, if they've come at a certain time of year, ask them if they want to come back next year at the same time say, especially if it was an anniversary or something, say, hey, I've got these dates available. I know you stayed last year. Do you want to come back? I'll give, I'm not a big fan of of discounting, Mm -hmm. but holding over your prices, you could say, I'll keep them at this year's price if you want to book now for next year, that kind of thing. But it's, it's connection. It goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. You're creating that connection and, and just getting them to remember how amazing their stay was and getting them to book back. That is such a great point about uh, reminding them about their stay. I mean, I remember talking to somebody who said, get a photograph from every guest. Get them to send you a photograph of them having the most amazing time, you know, either run a photo contest or, or something like that that gets those guests who've been with you to send you their best picture. And then you can use that to remind them in a year's time. Yeah. Use that photo. Do you remember this? And Well, it's just the way that Facebook does it, doesn't it? With the memories. I love that idea. It's like, yeah, last year at this time, this is where you were. Wouldn't you want to be there again? 
I love that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that was such a great idea. I, I believe we 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 ran a photo contest, and people love this. You know, get the kids to take a picture and mm. and send it to us. A picture of you know some wildlife or whatever, or somebody fishing off a dock or catching a fish, and that really inspires people to. You know, it builds that relationship and it inspires mm-hmm. them to connect back with you. And then you have got it. And then providing, of course, you're using a good CRM, whether it's a CRM that you've bought into. So CRM, Customer Relationship Management System, or it's something that you've just developed yourself, spreadsheets. I said right at the beginning, I'm glad I've di- ditched in the introduction. I said, I'm glad I ditched spreadsheets now. But that was spreadsheets for reservations. We still kept spreadsheets to keep great guest data um well there are people out there that still do you know that don't use a pms a property management system i tell them they probably would save some time and have less headaches if they do swap over but people have figured out their own process Mm -hmm. and i think if if you've only got one property then then it probably is is fine i mean we currently ownerez is sponsoring um the podcast and mm-hmm. we love Onores because it's been that platform that has enabled single property owners to get into direct booking because people have been able to book directly on their website mm-hmm. with, with very li- little challenge. Yeah. And I have people that come to me, they have one property, they're starting up and they've said to me, we don't want to use any OTAs. And I'm, I say to them, are you sure? Like you have no audience, you have no email list, you have no following, nothing. And they said, well, we're renovating right now. We want to launch in like three months time. We don't want it. We want to be 100% book direct. And I say, okay, we can do it. But there is going to be some work involved. The OTAs usually will help you pick up some slack. And, and it does it does happen. But using that PMS can kind of make things a bit easier mm-hmm. um, for you. But yeah, yeah, it's it's good because whether you have one property or 10 properties, you need processes in place to help you get through all of it. We're going to take a short break just now to hear about our sponsor, Onores, directly from one of their clients. We'll be back to our interview in just a few moments. Hello, my name is Bruce Eichelheimer. I'm the owner of Banjo Vacations. We're a small vacation rental management company in Asheville, North Carolina, currently with eight properties. When I first started getting into this business, we just managed our own property and I knew I needed some help. And I looked to owner Res and their automated messaging and channel management made running my own one property super simple. Uh, so simple that I realized that I could easily start adding more properties. And over the years, as I've grown, I've taken advantage of more and more of their services, like using the text messaging. Uh, Now that I have owners, I've gotten into property management side, and I absolutely love their owner statements. I'm actively trying to grow my business, and I see OwnerRes as an important partner along the way. When the question's asked on forums, I always recommend owner res. Well, that was a great testimonial. And now back to our interview. Let's talk about social media. 
for a moment. Okay. I, I get overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed with social media. Threads has just kicked off a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I piled in there on day one, haven't been back in, just don't have the time. But it is still it is still an important thing, you know, whether you're out there on Instagram or Facebook or using TikTok or YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's powerful, really powerful to, uh, tool for marketing. Can you give me some actionable social media strategies that our listeners can use to attract potential guests? Sure. Um, we talked about using a call to action um, before, and I would strongly say that is still my number one tip. It, it just tell people what you want them to do. Another favorite one of mine is my so what question. If you're going to go post something... My favorite thing is seeing somebody post like happy cupcake day on social media. You know, these awareness days that have no relevance to our (laughs) daily lives. And ask yourself before you post, so what? Happy cupcake day. So what? Why am I posting this? It's just noise. Post what will attract your ideal guest. Okay. Maybe they are cupcake lovers. Maybe that's your answer. You decided I'm going to post it anyways. But if you come up with something that will attract your ideal guest, something about your local area, um, and use that so what? Stop talking about your amenities. We've got a great hot tub. You know, we have a barbecue. So what? What does it do for your ideal guest? Think about your hot tub. You can come back after a day of um, sightseeing or hiking or wherever your place is, and you can relax in the hot tub. If you've got the barbecue, you can have a meal with your family outside, reconnecting, enjoying the surroundings. Talk about sort of the emotional part of it. So what? I really challenge people to use that question because I use it in so many situations. Mm. (laughs) Probably too many. I'll be saying, so what? You know, what is it? What's in it for me? What are you trying to tell me? So I think that's a great question to ask before you hit post on social media. It was a number of years ago now when I started getting interested in going to Costa Rica. and, And I came across a YouTube channel and it was built by an owner of a Costa Rican property. So I I came across it because I was searching for properties in Costa Rica, not on VRBO or Airbnb, but just doing a general search because I wanted to find out. I had questions, you know, is it safe? Can you drink the water? And, And this YouTube channel answered all those questions. It was the question, can you drink the water? And it was... I mean, we've talked before about frequently asked questions, but this was actually using YouTube to answer the questions. And I found that brilliant. And I I didn't end up staying at that property, but I've talked about it a lot because having looked at all those questions and the answers to the questions on YouTube, I then, of course, went to their website. So I was moved, I was driven to that website by the really great content on YouTube. And all it was, was answering the most frequently asked questions, but not just in an FAQ page on a website, but in uh, YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Love it. And you could do that on Instagram too, Mm -hmm. or you could do do it in short clips, but you could also do it as text and, and images, you know, make a post in Canva, that kind of thing. We all know that video converts better because we're seeing your face and we're getting that connection, which is brilliant. 
But if you're starting out and text-based things is what you need to do, then use it. But those frequently asked questions are brilliant because you're telling people more about what um, they can do at your place. And they're not the rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw something on social media yesterday and it was a video. Oh, who'd post, who posted it? And it was all these, he had taken screenshots, I guess, or, or photographs of all these different places with different rules. It's like, you know, no jumping on the bed, no using the oven, no doing this, no doing that. Those aren't frequent, those aren't the right things to be focusing on. We want to be focusing on the experience and how amazing they will they will find your place and cut back on the rules. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. I'm a dog lover. Sarah Sokol, if you're watching this, you're listening to mm. this, you you know what's coming here, that, uh, you know, if you're going to be pet friendly, be pet friendly. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome your pet families because they are families. These, these animals are part of the family. So all those rules and guidelines, they're not going to go down well. Um, no. Sarah, Sarah's no. Facebook group, Dogs Welcome. I'll put a link to that on the show notes. Sarah's Facebook group actually links together guests who are looking for really pet friendly properties with owners who are offering really pet friendly properties. It's, it's, it's a great group. Um, yeah, yeah, she does great things. But, you know, I've come across a place where they say, OK, we will accept dogs. They can't go on the furniture. They can't go into the kitchen because it's, you know, real stone. They can't go upstairs. They can't go on the beds. You know, it's like, OK, well, why are we bringing our pet? Why are we yeah. bringing our dog? They can stay in one room. It's there's just not worth it. And that's when you will start to get complaints and bad reviews from people. Mm-hmm. Um, so then just don't do it. There's plenty of places that aren't pet friendly for whatever reason and just keep it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just if you're going to do something, go in wholeheartedly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm stepping off my soapbox, <laughs> stepping <laughs> off my, my pet friendly soapbox. Um, let's talk about building partnerships and Mm -hmm. um, collaborations because I think this is something that people really forget about that Mm -hmm. there are a ton of other people out there who would be more than happy to promote your website yes definitely 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 and there's a couple of ways you can go about it like you know we talk about influencers um, but then there's also partnerships with with local companies and a client of mine um, was doing a blog post about a local place. I can't remember exactly. It was like a stately home. It was in England, a stately home kind of thing. And she's thinking that it's this big corporate, you know, a big company. Is she going to, they're going to even be interested in knowing about her blog. And I said to her, look, send it to them. Tell them that you have written this and see they want to, to promote it. So she did. And they came right back to her and they said, this is amazing. Thank you so much for promoting us. We're going to add it to our website. Here's a discount code that you can add, you can give to your guests. And we're going to promote it in our social media as well. It was just, she, she was, I think she was a bit flabbergasted that they came back and they were so appreciative. But you might think that that company or that, that local business has got it together. They ain't using marketing just like you are. So coming together with some sort of partnership or going to them and saying, look, I'm bringing people to the area. You're wanting to bring people to the area. Say I've teamed up with a wild swimming. I have a, a, a boat in the Liverpool docks and you can actually go swimming in the docks. 
And so I've partnered up with them to bring in some influencers to go swimming with them, stay with me. And we're doing it together so that they can promote both of us. You know, there's so many ways that you can be creative in how you promote yourself. And we're not talking about spending any money. Mm -hmm. This is, yes, it takes a bit of work to set it up and whatnot, but it works because it's not just you saying how amazing your place is. It's somebody else saying this place is brilliant. You've got to come and stay. Exactly. Um, I did a webinar recently for Logify and it was talking about niche marketing and a, a place that I stayed at in Cyprus a number of years ago this place was very fully accessible for, for quadriplegics. So it had, mm. you know, it had the, the hoist to get people into the swimming pool. The owner had partnered with a company called Freedom Divers in Cyprus that offered diving lessons and certification for disabled divers. So they partnered so that the company would come out to the property, do the initial dive in the swimming pool at the property, and then mm-hmm. disabled guests were able to go out and do a dive out, out in the open water. And it was an amazing wow. partnership and they were both promoting each other. So yeah. other people, you know, other people with disabilities who con- connected with freedom divers saying, well, where can I go stay? You know, I'd love to, I'd love to dive, but I need a place that has the facilities and the amenities for me. And they would recommend Andy's place Villa Carpe Diem, which unfortunately he's sold now, um, which is very sad. But anyway, um, <laughs> they had this great cross-partnership going on. And you can do it with anything, you know, rental companies. Uh, that, that's great if you've got somewhere locally that rents bikes or kayaks or mm-hmm. or even baby equipment, you know, <laughs> somewhere yeah. that rents baby equipment. People are going there and are looking for family-friendly properties. So there, there's, there's so much scope, I think, out there in partnerships. Yeah. And if you're, it's, you know, you're looking to your ideal guest. So if your baby, if they're bringing babies, then that's a perfect place to go to, to that local business and see if you can do something together. Look at what people are doing when they come to you. Where are they going? What are they enjoying? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a particular restaurant that you talk about all the time that, that your guests just love? We'll see if you can do something together. Go to them and say, hey, or what my client did is write a blog about they they had gone for a day to the stately home and they sort of did a blog, sort of a day in the life kind of thing. And it was so personal and so brilliant that when they sent it to the managers of the stately home, they were just thrilled that somebody had taken the time. They didn't ask for a free stay. They didn't ask to have free tickets to the stately home. They had done it totally off their own back and it, it paid off big dividends. Yeah, exactly. And I think you made a great point when you said, don't forget that, you know, these people, these other businesses are all doing exactly the same as you are. They're all marketing. Everybody's out there looking for clients. And if you can go there with a proposal that says, I'll bring you some and you bring me some, and that's, that's going to be great. So yes, that's great. I love, and and again, completely free. Yes. Yes. Before we wrap up here and, and start, well, I want to talk about the Book Direct Summit. I'm Booking Direct Success Summit. Direct, <laughs> direct Booking, booking Success. <laughs> before, yeah. before we talk about Direct Booking <laughs> Success, no conversation these days is complete without talking about AI and mm. chat GPT. And everything's evolving so mm-hmm. quickly. There are so many, there's so many plugins and apps and 
people wanting your money in exchange for their new gizmo that will make everything automated for you. What are your thoughts on how we can integrate AI into our processes and how it can help in the direct booking game? AI, it's exciting time. It really is. You know, it's overwhelming, um, but it's exciting to see where this is going. It's almost, I think we're... I think we'll look back at this time and say it was a big change in the digital space using using AI. And it's going to get more and more powerful. It's going to be really amazing and hopefully going to be really helpful for business owners in different aspects. The one caveat that I would put there is that AI, just like we talked about threads, and what was the audio one? Clubhouse. Yes. Sort of, I, don't, is, I don't even know if it's still around. I went on it for a day when it first came out and never went back. But these are all so exciting and shiny and new. And it's so easy, easy to get distracted when you're trying to market your business. And if you don't have that sort of solid marketing structure that is going out every day or every week, all you're going to do is just go from pillar to post, pillar to post, and not get anything done. Uh It's going to be disjointed. You're not going to have any real success in your marketing. Guests aren't going to go, oh, okay, well, she was there, and now she's here, and then she's there. You know, like, I don't understand. We need to be consistent. So until you have that consistency down, I would say just calm down (laughs) and, you know, wait for some of the shine to come off the new tools and then see how you can add them into your business. But there's no point getting too excited at this point. But having said that, it is an exciting time. And I can't wait to see how it evolves because it is going to evolve. It's going to be amazing, I think. I think so. You know, I, I use ChatGPT a lot. I've done a, even done a prompt engineering course to, mm. to learn how, to, because it's, it's so much more than, yeah. than just write me a blog post on such and such, which is what we, how we all start. But it, it can be super, super powerful if you use it correctly. And the, the, the prompts are all important. Um, I've seen some really great replies to negative feedback. You know what happens when you, mm. you get that awful negative feedback. Somebody found a hair in the shower and Airbnb said, oh, I'm not going to give you any money back. And you've got that. Of course, if it's if it's an Airbnb review, you're probably not going to be able to reply to it in the same way as you would yes. if it was uh, something directed it, at you. It but, takes uh, the emotion out, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. It, it takes that emotion because when, it, especially when it's your property, so you're the owner operator, and somebody has something. Hey, maybe it's not even that bad, but somebody says something, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm wounded. How could you say that?" Uh, or you feel like you need to explain. If you're putting it into something like chat GPT, it takes the emotion out. Mm-hmm. And that is really helpful in being able to respond in a level-headed way rather than just saying, oh, I'll sleep on it. So yeah, there, it's great. It's And it's going to be even better, I think, as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. And I've I've seen people just say this this was the this was the um the message I got from the guest and they've put the exact message into chat GPT and said, Could you give me a response to this? And mm-hmm. there's more that goes more that should go into it that, that should yeah. prompt a really good response. But even if you just do that, it's uh, it's amazing what it will it it will come up with. 
So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see in how we move on with that. Now, do you have anybody talking about AI at the Direct Booking Success Summit? I do. I, I thought do. you We've, might. <laughs> I do. I do. I've got a couple of people coming to talk about it. And I don't have my list in front of me and things could change, but we are talking about about AI and we're also talking about writing your descriptions. We're talking about hospitality. We're talking about finding your niche. What are the things are we talking about? I, I should have brought that list up. The Direct Booking Success Summit is, come back, is coming back for its third year. So it's going to be even bigger and better. And I think at the, right now I've got 21 speakers and it's online. So it's over three days and you can just watch it from wherever you are. And everyone's going to have great tips and tell you about tactics and things that you can put into place right away. And it's free. That is the best part. Free. Yes. We, we always love free. So <laughs> when, when, when is it? It's the 3rd to the 5th of October. It's online. It's free. You can watch in your pajamas. The presentations are pre-recorded. So I'll be vetting them. Make sure that they are perfect and that they've given you a lot of, of value. And they're educationally focused. So you can watch them in your own time zone, wherever you are in the world. And you have 24 hours to watch them. And then the next day, there'll be some more released and it's going to be lots of fun. And we'll have some uh, live things that are going on in the Facebook group so we can connect with, with each other there. But yeah, it is, it's free and it's um, happening on the 3rd to the 5th of October. That is, that's exceptional. I'm going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm presenting and, mm-hmm. and I'll be there on the day as well. So and I, th- I think that a lot of your speakers do come along, don't they, on the day. So even though they're pre-recorded, the speakers are still there to answer questions. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to make it even more exciting this year in the Facebook group so that the speakers can go live and actually have conversations with people. So that is going to be really exciting. And I'm putting together like a hot seat kind of live event So people can come with problems and they can get answered live questions and maybe some um, networking event live one as well. But it's it's all online. It's accessible. It's sustainable. I had someone the other day say to me, why aren't you doing it in person? And I'm like, well, this business already is such a lonely business. And if you don't know anybody and it's turning, turning up onto a in-person conference for the first time is quite intimidating. Going online to your computer and meeting people is not so intimidating. Plus the cost of travel for online, there is none. And the time of booking out four or five days to, to go to these conferences, which are so important as well. But this is an alternative um, that you can come online and connect with people, as well as learning about different strategies that will help you with your direct bookings. I love that you've continued to do this beyond the pandemic, because of course, you know, the the virtual summit became the thing during the pandemic, Mm. because there was nothing else. You've got to to sit at home in your jammies. And a a lot of them just quit. But I've been in two virtual summits over the past couple of weeks, and so glad that they are still around that people haven't ditched them all together. So I'm really glad to see that this uh, this has come back for 
its third year. So mm-hmm. how do people find out about it, Jen? If you head to the website, directbookingsuccesssummit.com, you know, I tried to get the longest title as I could. <laughs> <laughs> directbookingsuccesssummit.com. There is a wait list there that you can sign up for because what I'm doing with the people on the wait list is, yes, the tickets are free, but those on the wait list are the first people to know about anything that is happening but they also are getting a video each month as we count down the time to October. So from past summits, I'm giving them sort of a bonus video from a past summit to help each month. Excellent. And I will have information on the show notes about it. And I'll be keeping you posted over the next few months as more speakers come on board and they confirm and we can talk a little bit more you know, I've, I've seen a, a list of some and, you know, once once confirmed, we'll let you know. I'm not talking about them yeah. now. But yeah. You know. yeah, sure, sure. Sounds great. Jen, this has been absolutely terrific talking to you again. You have so much information to share and I, for one, will look forward very much to seeing how the build up to the summit goes and hearing from you again in the future. Thank you so much for joining me. Definitely. Thanks, Heather. It's really great to be here. Thank you so much, Jen Boyles, for joining me. Always great to talk to Jen. She has she has such a bright, sunny personality, and but also a very pragmatic approach to this business. Very professional, full of hospitality, and you really won't go wrong to sign up for the Direct Booking Success Summit and take some time out of your day to watch some of these great speakers because I know she's being super selective about who she gets to talk to you. You know, there's a lot of people out there in this business that are perhaps not sharing the best information. I'm not saying much more of it than that, but, you know, over the last couple of years, and we've talked about it, Avery Carl talked about it last week on the show when she talked about gurus, the new gurus. I love that expression. I've, I've been using it quite a lot. And, you know, how do you pick and choose between them? How do you decide who is the right person to give you the education that you really want? So we're sort of working on that with Vacation Rental Formula Business School to create a place where you can go and you can be absolutely sure that the education you are getting is from experienced people, people who have been in the business for years, not six months or a year or even two years. They've been in the business for five, 10, 15, even 20 years. That's me. And it's, oh, back on my soapbox again, because having heard somebody say that, you know, the old traditional vacation rental people are old and tired and not up to date and not modern enough for today's business. Well, that's a load of crock. It really is because we have experience. We've been there, we've done it, and we've learned a lot of lot of things along the way through making mistakes and making errors and being very transparent and open about them. It will be rare to find one of the Nurus talking about mistakes they've made because, you know, they don't make them, she says, tongue-in-cheek. Anyway, that's enough. I, I, I've done – that's two soapbox rants I have done so far. Even they've been very brief and – not really ranty enough, but that will do anyway. 
So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed listening to Jen's take on the business and on direct booking. And if you've got any questions for Jen or any questions for me, you can send them to me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and I will answer them. We'd love to get you onto our newsletter list. Our newsletter is really fun now. It's changed. It provides a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, and and I think you'd enjoy it. Um, Try it out. I'll put a link on the show notes to where you can go and sign up for our newsletter. And, you know, if you don't like it, unsubscribe, but give it a whirl. Join us on the Facebook group, The Business of Short-Term Rental and Property Management. We've got over 4,000 members in there and they are so helpful, kind, considerate, and you don't very often get into any fights. In fact, I've never, there's never been a fight yet. So come along and join us there and we'd be more than happy to welcome you. So that's it. That's it. That's enough. I'm going to stop now. I will be in your ear next week. I hope. Have a great day. This episode was brought to you by the kind returning sponsorship of Onares. Don't forget, if you sign up, use the promotional code VRF30, that's VRF30, to get 30% off your first three months of usage of Onares, which is an internationally recognized leader in vacation rental software. And you can click the link in the description of this episode on your smart device or head over to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash Onares to find out more. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.